All right, and on Over Here This Week, we're joined by Michael Wang, a trombone player now living in New York City, whose new release is actually coming out this Friday on January 31st. Uh, Michael, thanks so much for coming on and, and taking the time to talk. Oh, thanks for having me, Alan. Um, so, man, I kind of want to get into this because you are, are from maybe a, a different perspective than a lot of people that we've talked to in the past who are are older and have been out of school for a little bit when did you finish college um so i i graduated from berkeley college of music i, I finished my undergrad program in uh the, the the may of may of 2017 so so about about two two and a half years ago okay and then when did you start um recording this project or like at what point did you know i want to put out a record um well uh, dur- during my during my time at berkeley i did a, a lot of uh composing in my in my free time like i, I like i was i was i was, I was, I was always like writing down ideas and and pu- putting them together in, in a song form whenever whenever i can and then um i think like like sh- like after moving after moving to new york like i, I met i met some some mentors who who told me that like that they like they, they like to listen to a, to a record of mine sometime and you know i've i had had these compositions i've, I've written and I, and I know and um, I, I i know a bunch of musicians here so i thought like yeah let let, let me let me go ahead and and, and do this stuff and i started um I started having the idea for this project. I think in mid twenty eighteen, like that. That was when. That was when, like, I was like, like researching, like, like which which studios are, are available, and um, um, and uh, and also began began like uh, like a crowdfunding campaign for for the project, and and then and then like we. we 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 started rec- we recorded the project in in September of 2018. Okay, so that's really interesting. Now, did you um, you know, I, I guess you would agree then and say that not that you didn't want to record a record, but the thing that kind of set it in motion was people being like, "Hey, I want to like, do you have something of yours that I can listen to you play? You know, do you have an album? Do you have mm-hmm. some tracks or whatnot?" Um, did you? Now, okay, so let's say you recorded, I think you like within a year, year and a half of being out of school. Was there ever a moment where you were like, this might be over my head? You know, maybe I'm not ready for this yet. Or for you, was it more of just like, I'm just putting together something to put out there for people to check out? And you were, you know, all for it. Was there that hesitation and whatnot? Because I know like a lot of people um, coming out of school and whatnot might struggle with that especially if they haven't been a part of, of several recording projects beforehand as a, as a sideman or, or whatnot. Um, there, mm-hmm. there's, it seems to be kind of like looming over them, you know, like their first record has to be absolutely perfect. And if it's not as good of kind of, as kind of blue, you know, what is it worth anything, you know? And, and, uh, and what, so right. how did you, how did you deal with that? How did you, was it ever looming for you? And if so, what did you, uh, what, what was your, your thoughts behind it? I think I think for me the the case was that like um, I sort of wanted to, to document like what what has what has come before me and um, 
I, I think I think I, I think I wasn't um, like like I I wasn't really like that that pressured about like uh, like like about about like the about about having to make it perfect. I mean, of course, I I wanted to I wanted to come out great, but but also like I I feel pretty confident about my my own uh, musical abilities, and and I, and I know and I know I knew some some great musicians who could help put this project together and, and make it sound great so so i i, I think um just just my just just know, just knowing my my own abilities and also having trust from my, my bandmates helped my, my my confidence in putting this project out okay now here's an interesting thought uh i would say as mm-hmm. jazz musicians you know we play a lot more tunes than your average musician might, you know, because there's tons of standards, there's tons of compositions that maybe aren't considered standards or whatnot that we love of other musicians. Um, I think writing mm-hmm. is inherently something that we might deal with more um, because of just the nature of it. So when you went around doing this, you know, and you're like, I'm going to release this album, Bone of the Wang, Volume 1. What was your process mm-hmm. for choosing tunes? Did you like find yourself with a list of 40, 50 tunes, and you're like, well, all right, this is obviously going to be too much. Or did you know, like, here's these originals that I feel really good about. I want to include these. Let me add something else, et cetera. Like, what was that process like for you for choosing it? Because, um, you know, some people have the albums where they're like, I'm just going to do standards. Or some people have an albums where they're like, well, this entire thing mm-hmm. is, a, is a suite. And like the tracks play one into another, you know. So how did you approach that? Right. Um. Um, well, I think, um, I think, I think, I think the reason I chose to record mostly originals on this, on this album was because I wanted, uh, I, I want people to hear where I'm coming from, like from, from, from like, I want, I want people to know my, my, my musical perspective. And I, and I think, uh, having original compositions where I get to like, like, like use my, choose my own, uh, Compositional elements, you know, like my, my own my own chord progressions, my own melodies, and so on. That 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 really gives a, like a it, it gives a, it gives the listener a better idea of where I'm coming from uh, artistically, because um, like like I think I think I think recording standards is is great, and I might I might I might do um, an album of standards at some point, but I think. Um, you know, like 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 stand, standards are, are are written by other composers, and and I think um, it would be nice, like for, like for my first album to like to, to like really sh- showcase where where I'm where, where I'm coming from musically. Yeah. And so I think right, and and then and so when when I put when I put together the album, like I think the process for for choosing tunes was basically I wanted. Um, I, I, I wanted like to I, I wanted the tunes to kind of flow from from one to the other in a sort of uh, 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 cohesive way, just just like from from start to finish. I, I, I wanted to sound like 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 uh, like I'm telling a story, like well, one by one, from from start to sure, like finish. Even putting together your set list for a gig or something, not having four ballads in a row, and and yeah, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> for you, yeah. you know, you talk about from your artistic perspective. Um, can you tell us a little bit 
about that? Like, who are some of the people that you check out? Who are some of the trombone players or instrumentals that you check out that way? Who are some of the, the writers where you're obsessed with their stuff? I know that you have a, a wide variety of playing experience. You know, you've played with the Mingus big band and, and uh, Arturo Farrell's Afro Latin jazz band, I think. And, and like Frank Lacey's band where you've been in New York. So like, right. you know, taking that experience, obviously of the, the, the music that's getting put out today and you're playing it and whatnot, but, you know, you as Michael Wang, who are the people that you're checking out and, and the writers that have influenced you and you think leave an impact uh, that you hope shine, you know, shine through in some way. Obviously, you're not doing like a, a Thad Jones carbon copy or something, you know, but where do you, where do you come uh, from? Right. Hmm. Um, well, um, I think... In, in terms in terms of trombone players, because I I mean like I I don't like um, I I still I still check out some some trombone players every every now and then you know just just to like uh, just just like get get a hold of like the the way they play and like 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 stylistically, but I think I think some some of the main trombone players that have influenced me are uh, are older people like uh, uh, J J Johnson. Curtis Fuller, Slide Hampton, and then uh, like like people like people from from my generation, like uh, like like I, like I was I was listening to to a lot of, to a lot of Elliot Mason, like uh, in my in my later high school years, and then and then um, when it when it when I got to Berkeley, I got to study with Phil Wilson and Hal Crook, and those two definitely had had a huge influence. On me, and then, um, and then, like af after moving to New York, I, I got I got to check out like like a like a lot of great young players that that are, that are about my age or a, a little older than me, but uh, but they but but they're great too. People like uh, Coleman Hughes, Corey Wilcox, um, Eric Miller, uh, uh, John Hatamia, and this is this is Israeli guy. Uh, Ido Mishulam, like, yeah, the, I, I, I mean, those, those people had the had, had like a, had had a great influence on me. And then, in terms of uh, like, in, in terms of, of of composition, and also uh, from from, a, from an improvisational standpoint, I, I I also check out a lot of uh, uh, instrumentalists who, who don't play the trombone. Like, I think. Uh, Pat Metheny is, is is probably is, is probably my, my 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 number one influence, and along with uh, like uh, Woody Shaw, John Coltrane, uh, Herbie Hancock, Chick Corea, um, uh, Maria Schneider Orchestra. Like uh, yeah, I just I, I just I just listen I just listen to a, to a bunch of of different artists and. And and, uh, and 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 I, and I check out like like a lot a lot of different different genres of music. I, I like I like to listen to to uh, uh, film scores from from movies like like John, like John Williams and uh, also the also the the film scores from the the Studio Ghibli films and and also the Disney movies and and so on. So yeah, I, I, I draw right. I draw so, from a lot of different perspectives. You know, I, I personally. 
Um, I know something that was always difficult for me going through school, and I know other people have mentioned this to you, was finding a balance between um, studying and imitating and uh, assimilation of all of these great people that have come before us, you know, which I think um, none of us would ever discredit them or say that we haven't learned anything from them by any means. But how did you find your balance? Mm -hmm. um, where you were going to say, you know, these are these great people that I love, th their music that I've checked out, their music that I would love to do this, or I would love to play in Maria Schneider's band or, or whatnot, and then simultaneously take all that and say, like, well, where do I, mm -hmm. Michael, you know, fit in this? And and how to balance that and, 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 and whatnot. Because, you know, sometimes, uh, personally, I believe that, like, that can be really difficult to to kind of be so in tune, if you will, with yourself to to know how you feel of yourself as an as an artist or or as a composer rather than just a musician, rather than just a trombone player, you know, rather than just a guy who shows up and and reads the parts. So was that mm -hmm. something that was difficult for you, or or what did you do to right. kind of help you um, uh, synth synthesize everything and and start to be like, well, this is kind of now me. This is this is my sound. Like, yeah, all this stuff is great, but this is me. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's um, for for me. It, it kind of it kind of came pretty naturally. Like, like to be honest, like because I I was never. I think I think when I when I compose or like just just like like played like I I, I was never. I, I, I never I never really tried to to really like like I, I never I never wanted to to be to be that artist like I like I, I just like I just I just played what naturally came to me and and also and also I, I should mention that um, when I when I when I compose songs I, I very rarely like uh, use the piano like like most of most of the stuff I'm hearing is just just like from my head like like yeah, so I, so I just um, I, I just I just hear hear these melodies and harmonies in my, in my head and and I, and I, I write them down and maybe maybe later I'll, I'll I'd use the piano to like I check the chords but like for, for for the most part it's it's sort of like like a like an internal kind of thing like there, there's always like music like like playing in my head all the time for for some reason and yeah that's that's, that's yeah that's which is not basically how, how it works think, for me. You know. We say that and we talk and we're like, yeah, there's always music going in my head. And we're like, yeah, you know, I understand what that means. But if, you know, if you told that to someone else, they'd be like, all right, that mm -hmm. might be a little weird, you know? <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you mean you always got music going? That's cool, though, man. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the album <laughs> yeah. um, and this process of the album. So prior to this, had you done a lot sure. of recording or being a sideman or, or being a part of those type of projects? Yeah, I've... Um... Um, I've, I mean, I've, I've never, um, I, I've, I've never like, uh, um, I think, I think most of my, uh, of my sideman projects has, has been mostly with like, like big bands with like, like, uh, like I did, I, during my time at Berkeley, I, I recorded a bunch of, uh, of, of, uh, like, uh, projects, like of, of other yeah. students. And I, I did a lot of that actually, like, just like, just like in the, in the Berkeley studios, I, yeah, I did a lot of recording and, um. And uh, but uh, I feel like uh, compared, 
compared with my with my big band experience, my I, I guess my my small group sideman recording experience is like I, I haven't done as much of that <laughs> just just because like I'm I'm a trombone player and uh, yeah, yeah, people, yeah people people tend to look at uh, tend, tend to call it sax or trumpet first yeah. But yeah, uh, that is one of the woes of playing trombone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but I've um, like like prior prior to this project, I've uh, like I've I've I've, done, I've played like I've I've, played, I've done a lot of uh, I guess like uh, gigs at just like just like a, just like a like small small jazz uh, trio or quartet gigs at. Uh, in, in in Boston at the, like mostly at the at the jazz club they're called Wally's Jazz Club like I, I had yeah. I yeah I played I played there every week and and I hosted the jam session so yeah I was I was I was able to like, like record my performances and and uh, and eva- evaluate them like like pretty often so I guess uh, well mm-hmm. go ahead no no you um, can, I, you I think right. Yeah, I think uh, I think for for this pro for this project, it was it was basically the same thing as that, but I I treated it with a with a bit more uh, uh, seriousness, like like a, yeah, just just because I I wanted the the final product to sound good. So you know, um, I I get that, and I think that's important. I think a lot of people when they go into the studio, if they haven't done that often or whatnot, it, it's kind of a uh it can be very intimidating and can be very scary. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I got to get in there. Like the first take has to be the absolute best thing I've ever done or I'm, you know, wasting time. Uh, or not. But yeah, uh, logistically, you know, as a sideman in a big band for, for most of it is at least in my experience, you know, you're mostly, you come in, you play, you do as you're told, you know, maybe you listen to it, check it out. And then you dip, you know, how, how was that transition from you doing a sideman to being like, okay, this is now Michael's session, you know, like what were some things where you did this the first time around? And then, it, you know, when bone of the wing volume two comes out or whatever, that next project, you can be like, all right, wait, a right. this thing I did, like, I'm definitely going to do it this way. Or like j- just that little thing where you notice you're like, okay, well, I noticed this kind of took a second to figure out and, and I've learned mm-hmm. now what I need to do there. And I'm going to adjust it for, for time too. Because I think people forget there's so much of like a like an emphasis on the music as there should be, you know. But mm-hmm. sometimes people get in there when they're the band leader and they're recording their first project, and if they haven't talked to other people who have recorded a lot of their own projects, they they kind of forget like the other wheels that are turning. You know, like you can't just spend. I mean, you might if you mm-hmm. have the money, but you can't spend three days recording the same track. It's just not right. financially feasible. So. Right. What were some of those things for you where where it finally hits you as a band leader and you're like, oh, dang, this is how this goes. Or like time two, I might tweak this and do this a little differently mm-hmm. or what, if there was anything that stuck out. Right, right. I think I think for the most part, I was I, 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 I was pretty I, I was I was prepared like pretty well. I, I thought like, uh, yeah, like I, like the like the song, the songs I prepared for the. Uh, for the project were were songs that I've I've written and I've I've like 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 in, in, internalized so I've so I've, I felt I felt I felt musically speaking I, I felt pretty good about it I think um um maybe I've maybe I I could have uh, uh like like consulted the the uh the the, the recording engineer about about the mics a, a little more maybe 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 I could have used like a like like a different mic 
for for the recording. I mean, I, I felt I, I felt pretty happy with with the way the like the trombone came out in the recording, but I I, I think like I think maybe maybe there's like a better like like mic setup out there. So so de- definitely like a like a different mic and um um also the also the, I've I felt like the the the, the recording took like quite quite a bit longer than I than I expected like I we did we did a lot of takes just because um like uh, like I was I was like I was like playing like the same songs like take take by take and uh I was I was kind of burning out just cuz of the nature of the brass instruments yeah and, <laughs> our, uh, our face only lasts a little bit of time yeah yeah so yeah so so maybe 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 I could, maybe like uh Maybe maybe if I do another project, it wouldn't like maybe I should like choose some songs that aren't like maybe, like as like chop intensive, I guess. You know, like, that's, uh, but that's that's mm-hmm. a good point. And it, the the other thing I wanted to ask you about before we get too far away from it is your your thoughts on the mic, because it's mm-hmm. it's something that I haven't heard many people talk about, but I know some people yeah. are very particular about it. Like I know Mike D's. Um, always has his own mm-hmm. microphone and like John Faddis always has his own microphone. And some people develop um, preferences among like industry standard type mics. Um, but where do you think, think that came in? Like, are you a big uh, like technology guy or or what was the thing that made you think about, maybe I should ask about mics next time. Cause I, I don't think I, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't talked to enough people, but I don't think that's like an mm-hmm. initial thought that someone has is thinking, Maybe I'll change the microphone versus maybe I'll mix this differently, you know? Right. Um, I think uh, if if the if the if the if if, if the project was recorded like really well, like yeah. it, it just makes it makes the mixing process that that, that much easier. Like, um, so I. Um, like just 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 like i think i think like if i if i like like if i record something with, with my trombone and it sounds pretty good in, in the in the rough mix like but there's not there's not as much uh just like like tampering or or like or like eqing like that, that i have to do um during, during the mixing process it just it just, just makes, makes a higher quality like raw take is, is what your goal would be there yeah okay yeah yeah no, that's cool. It's it's a completely valid point by all means. And, and you know, I know some people mm-hmm. use certain microphones to try and, and capture the essence of a of a certain studio or a certain time or a certain artists or or whatnot. Um, I was just curious. You know, it's not something that someone mentions often. In grand scheme of things, it's probably on the bottom of what someone's thinking about when they go to record. You know, they just assume like the recording engineer is going to take care of this and choose the proper microphones and and whatnot. Um, you know, so I don't know. There's just a, a curious thing, but man, so what do you have? What do you have coming up? I know, like this literally comes out into this week. Um, mm-hmm. what's what what's going on with you? You're in New York City now. Um, you got some shows coming up. Like, do you have a release show for this? What what are you, what's Michael Wang up to mm-hmm. in the city? Um, well, I'm a uh... So so I, so 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 far I, I I have a I have a I have a release concert as Smalls. It's it's going to be um, the the the, re- the release concert for the album. That's it'll be on March fourth at at ten thirty p.m. at at Smalls Smalls Jazz Club. Yeah, and uh, 
and I'm I'm still I'm I'm still working out some uh, some other uh, some 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 other dates. Just just wait, waiting, yeah, wait, waiting for for like some of the some of the uh, some, some, the wait, waiting for for some people to to get back to me. Like I like a, like um like I, I'm still I'm I'm honestly like I'm, I'm still um pretty like I I like I'm 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 pretty new with with. Uh, I guess like like booking booking shows as a leader still here in New York. I mean, I'm still I'm still trying to trying to figure that out. Um, yeah, but I but I I hope I hope to have some some more shows down the line and 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 possibly like like outside of New York as well. Yes, yeah, so I'm still I'm still trying to figure that out. And uh, as, aside from that, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, I'm just doing doing the doing the grind here in New York, playing at playing at like. Uh, Swing, swing forty six, uh, from from time to time, and uh, yeah, I'm teaching. Uh, I, I work, I work, I work part time as a piano tuner, and yeah, that's killing and, and so yeah, on. The, the infamous yeah. uh, New York City grind, you know. I don't think there's been a single yeah. musician that hasn't been like, man, I'm just, um, I'm doing the grind, you know. So let me let me mm-hmm. ask, and and I'll, I'll leave us with this with this last question. You know, you've you've you finished okay. school at Berkeley. Um, you got done and then you moved to New York city and, and what, what, first off, what took you, like, why did you specifically want to go to New York city? And now looking back on it, you've been there, uh, about two years or so. Um, yeah, about two years. What, uh, would you do it again? You know, like, do you, do you believe that like that was the spot for you right now or, or whatnot? Cause I know like if there's a question that the majority of jazz students probably around the country have, whether they've actually mm-hmm. asked it or not. It's probably that looming feeling of like, do I need to go to New York city? And, and, mm-hmm. and like, how's New York city today? Because it's like the infamous legend, <laughs> you know, it's, it's our Atlantis, right. it's right. our Mecca, you know, and by all stories, mm-hmm. by all means. So what, what is your, what's your take on it now? Um, well, actually, when I graduated from high school, I, I wanted to I, I wanted to come straight to to New York. I was I, I was uh, because I, I was I was I was I was really like like I wanted I wanted to like play jazz and uh, you know like like be, like be a New York City like like play, play just like go go to all the all the all the nightclubs uh, playing the, the sessions and so on and uh, but. Um, and and also also I, I had a bunch I, I knew I, I had a bunch of, uh, of of high school friends who were also heavily involved in jazz and and a lot of them chose you know to to attend uh, Manhattan School of Music the New School Juilliard etc. But um, um, I, I decided to, to go to Boston to to attend Berkeley and uh, looking looking back on it I I felt that. Um, it, it was it was it was a good it was it was it was a good choice for me be, just because i think um it, it was good for me to spend some time outside of new york and kind of uh, i guess develop my my musical skills at, 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 like outside of new york like it's like getting getting better as a trombone player as an impro- improviser, composer, arranger so on just like develop my my uh, my skills Prior, prior to moving there, and uh, and it, it's been a, I think, I think it's, I think it's been an interesting time so far. Um, uh, 
just it's like there's 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 so much great music going on every night like it's it's, it's always it's always inspiring um if i had the choice like what would i would i do would i would i would i, would I move there again like like uh if, if i had to do it over again i um i'm honestly i'm i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure about that like like it might it might it might be good like maybe 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 i would but i i honestly don't know maybe maybe i would like to try 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 a different place mm. like just just to see what see what it's like somewhere else like yeah just yeah just, i mean as as great as great as new york is i, I feel it's just uh just just one place in the world i feel yeah 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 i'm i i i hear you i think uh no one will no one's denouncing new york in that sense but i think we're uh especially in the the age that we're in you know with with the internet and everything and and how easy it can be to to mm-hmm. get your stuff out there no matter where you are there's there's more maybe of a of a justification for why you can just stay in New Orleans forever, stay in Chicago or Atlanta or or Kansas City or whatever, you know, and do your great thing there and still be able to have access to everything that's kind of going on all over the place. I mean, of course right. there's there's a I think there's a certain caliber maybe associated with New York or a certain um expectation for like the frequency that you will see musicians of such high caliber because of like Dizzies and Smalls and Blue Note and Bird, Birdland, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. But right. no, I, I hear you, man. Um, well, look, Michael, thanks again for uh, coming on. And, um, you know, we're very excited for your release to come out this Friday. Uh, I'm sure you are, too. It's by no means a small project. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we hope everything yeah, goes definitely. well. Don't forget his uh release show which will be at smalls on you said march 4th at 10 30 p.m i think yeah it's at 10 32 um uh, what one name or, or no um, I, th- I think i think midnight's for yeah it's, just, it's, it's a 10 30 slot at smalls. so make sure you guys are catching that you know go like really if are you checking out the jazz life in new york city if you're not doing it while it's pitch black outside and possibly early in the morning uh you know and, and and see what we can do and uh and everything but thanks again michael for joining us and uh hope all continues to go well man okay thank you thanks alan thanks for having me